Welcome back to Adapt and Thrive. This is part two of our current series, The Seven Biggest Digital Marketing Trends for 2022. Um, so in part one of this series, which was episode seven, Tom and I discussed the first two trends we're predicting for this year, which are both around the death of the cookie and some ideas on how to stop relying on third-party data to target your customers. We had a lot of really valuable information in that episode, so if you missed episode seven, be sure to check it out. Um, um, but as we move into the second part of this series, we'll be debating our thoughts around the third trend of 2022, which is all about um, the future state of events and field marketing. So we've all come accustomed to virtual events in the last two years, but are they here to stay? Um, Tom and I didn't necessarily agree on this one. So if you have an opinion, please let us know in the comments on where you stand so we can end this debate once and for all. Um, and lastly, we'll move into the fourth uh, trend for 2022, which is also my personal favorite, the growing emergence of AI in marketing. So from using AI in your SEO strategies to literally using AI to write social media captions, this is a trend that every single marketer will wanna know about. And we're exposing some clever ways to use AI that will save you a ton of time in 2022 on your content strategies and actually just producing content, um, even as far as like website updates that you should make. AI is literally leading the future. And especially when it comes to marketing, there's some really awesome things happening. Um, so without further ado, here is part two of the seven biggest digital marketing trends for 2022. You're listening to Adapt and Thrive, a survival guide for the modern marketer with hosts, Tom and Kate. Tom Gallego, author and creative director of award-winning digital agency, L7 Creative, and Kate Hauser, his incredibly witty, social media-obsessed millennial co-host, also of L7 Creative. Join Tom and Kate every other week as they discuss and debate topics around how modern marketers can thrive in the ever-changing and often intimidating landscape of digital marketing. Your survival guide begins now. We're going to shift into a trend that I feel like is always up for debate because people have their own opinions on it and I feel like it's changed drastically in the last two years and will continue to change and that's around events. So events are a huge opportunity for a lot of marketers in multiple different spaces um, and like any marketer that you talk to anyone who's in like a field marketing position knows the value that events can bring if you've ever done sales, so if you have a sales team, especially like SaaS software sales, like they rely on events for a lot of the connections that they make for their clients and things like that. Um, and obviously events are, were completely put on hold from COVID in 2020 and even into this past year. And so online events, what do we think about them? We've got online, fully I online. Them. I hate them. <laughs> I absolutely hate them. So you would prefer to go to an in-person event? Absolutely. Would you even go to an online event if you were no, invited? I've tried to do it. And maybe it's just because most of them are really bad. You yeah. Know? But so giving credit where credit is due. So if you, I guess if you create a really engaging online event, uh, I suppose I would like it. Yeah. But so far I haven't really, you know, attended one. Yeah. So, what, so would you, what would you need for an online event to be worth your time? Well, I think I would want engagement with the attendees. Okay. So, back so maybe and forth. so maybe like a live their their session of their 
their what is it their headliner their keynote if the keynote is live and maybe there's like a live stream of a chat box that you can type questions into yeah because you know how you're sitting there in, in i've been through a lot of those right mm -hmm. in in person uh went to a really cool one it was a design conference the how conference in las vegas this was years ago so long story short i leaned over to the person next to me and we started a little side chat yeah okay and so then, you made a friend I made a friend <laughs> <laughs> and then the person behind us overheard us and then she jumped in oh wow so we got three, three they friends. got another friend so and then you all went to dinner and you had drinks <laughs> we did and it was not vegas. do that uh, no we did yeah, i know it was vegas baby no but yeah that's why are. you like more in-person events the only events you go to are in vegas yeah. go to an event in like kentucky and then let's talk here i've got two or three conversations going on I'm, we're listening to the keynote yeah we're commenting where it's appropriate. Yeah. We're not we're not being rude. We're not like disrupting anybody. Right. But it's just more it's just fun. I understand that. I think it just depends on like why do you want to like I think everyone has a different reason for going to events. Like I go I would go to an event because I wanted to like learn something. Like I go for education. Yeah. Not ne necessarily networking. So, I mean, I'm sure that would probably be a benefit as well, but I like to learn. Like, I'm like, what what sort of valuable piece of information am I gonna collect from this person who I maybe usually wouldn't have access to? Like, they've they've brought on this really cool keynote and like, I'm actually gonna get to ask a question and get an answer. Like, that I can do virtually. And I'm also so, I love my time. So like, I'm one of the, like, even just like social events, I'm like very picky about how I spend my free time because you no, have so that, little of it these days. That's a super good point. I, yeah. I got to I got to give a nod that way. Yeah. It's like, but, but I'll tell I, I, got I got, I got things to do. Like, I don't want to go <laughs> get a, a, you know, get a lunch and like, <coughs> you know, I'll get a backpack with some swag, which, you know, I'll probably put under my closet. Like I yeah. want the information. Yeah. So, well, and I, and I will bring up this, the, the differences between the two. It's, it's kind of the difference between watching comedy on TV or being in live comedic event. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure you've done that. And, com you know, yeah. entertainment, because after the end of the day, this event is entertainment. Yeah. Entertainment in person is yeah. so much better. That's true. Like, I can barely get through some of these Netflix specials of these comedians, but if I go to a comedian, I'm, like, laughing the whole time. Yeah. Because you vibe off the energy of the other people. Absolutely. Yeah. But then Very you also point. put yourself at risk of being called out by the comedian. They're like, this girl in the front row on her <laughs> <Right>. phone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so there's this company called Kaltura, which is a video cloud software, and they did a full report called the State of Virtual Events 2022, where they did, they basically analyzed uh, events, like the growth and the evolution of um, online events in the past year and predicting what it will look like. And they said that 84% of respondents said that they would like the option to attend an event remotely. So... 84% of people are with me, it would appear, but I am. Um, I'm in the 16%. You're in the 16% and that's fine. Yeah. So Forbes said their number one, their number one digital marketing trend for 2022 is hybrid events where you can either attend in person or virtually, which they said are more eco-friendly because you have less, less waste from people that are going and, you that's know, getting point. cardboard that's box lunches. For the, for the virtual. Yeah. We'll give some bonus points okay. for the planet. Right. More inclusive of individuals with disabilities. So people who maybe can't attend in-person events, plus, right. bonus, and they can accommodate a larger audience. So more people can have access to the event. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't think that's well, a plus. 
you know. I want to be exclusive. Yeah, I could, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, everyone can sit at the table, and you're like, mm, I paid extra for this place. <laughs> well, I, I've got a good idea. I, I'm in, I question that, you know, um, 84%. I'm, at my yeah. heart, I'm a, a conspiracy Right. That does seem high. Theorist. I do agree with that. Right. That does seem high. So maybe our listeners can can vote in, can weigh in. Yeah. And give us their yay or nay. You like in person, you like remote virtual, yeah. remote. Or hybrid. Or a hybrid. Yeah, I don't know how a hybrid would really work. I almost would say do do all or nothing because then it's like half the people are there having a good time and then you're like the, the like the random person on Zoom that everybody you're trying to like get a word in. You know when you have like office yeah. meetings and half yeah. the team's remote and half's not? Right. Um, okay, so regardless of where you stand, some tips for marketers for having better events in 2022. One option is to scale back the size of your event. So instead of having one massive event, try having smaller, more centralized events. So maybe having like regional events or specific by the type of client that you have and make it really interactive. So if you are going to have a hybrid or a virtual event, because that's apparently what the trend is, so not an in-person then make it smaller because then people will have more opportunities to participate. If it's a smaller group, um, they'll have more opportunities to ask a speaker more, more personalized questions, and then also try to make it fun and interactive. So have some kind of activity. And one example would be like a virtual wine tasting. So let's say you're hosting an event for like your 50 top prospects of a specific region, send all 50 of them like a wine tasting that you can get through all sorts of different companies that will do like, you know, corporate gifting. And you're obviously going to have less of, you know, less to put your budget towards because you're not throwing this massive blowout event. So put your budget towards sending all 50 of these prospects a virtual wine tasting. So then if you have like an hour long event, the first 30 minutes can be all of your sessions and the second half can be the wine tasting. So you're still kind of getting something out of it. All right. Yeah. So that's that on the state of virtual events for 2022. Okay, so not only is it winter, but it's also flu season. So Tom and I have been trying to be as healthy as possible. Obviously, we don't want to get sick because we want to keep bringing the energy for this super entertaining and informative podcast. Obviously, that's always the goal. Um, so we've both been trying out a new supplement for the last couple weeks called Hawaiian Spirulina. Um, Tom takes the tablet version. I like the powder version because I can just easily add a teaspoon to my smoothie every morning. If you're not familiar with Spirulina, it's a microalgae that's packed with vitamin B12 protein, iron, and antioxidants. It's actually known as nature's original superfood, which is cool. It's like the first one, it's the OG. It boosts your immune system, provides a great source of natural energy, and it has the same key nutrients as five servings of fruits and vegetables, which is amazing. Uh, if you're looking to add an incredibly nutritious supplement to your diet, check out Hawaiian Spirulina on Instagram to order yours today. That's Hawaiian, S-P-I-R-U-L-I-N-A. So another thing coming down the pike very fast for us marketers is uh, utilizing an AI in places you normally would not use it. Okay, so these are actual statistics on AI and marketing. Twenty nine percent. This is this is a uh, uh, reported by Salesforce. Twenty nine percent of marketing leaders use AI in two thousand eighteen. Twenty nine percent. Okay. So yeah, a little more than a quarter. Hmm. All right. Now, two, 2020, guess what the number was? Mm, I'm going to say at least 50%. 84%. 84%. Okay. 
84% using AI in marketing. Yes. So if you are not using AI in marketing, you're falling behind. Okay. Okay. What's an example of that? So for someone who doesn't, I know what that means because I have a few AI tools that I use, which I find incredibly helpful. But if someone's listening, they don't actually know what that means. What's an example of using AI in marketing? Yeah, good question. <clears throat> so you can do, there's a number of softwares that, that will actually write headlines, write subject lines, write captions, social media captions, social media captions, yeah. bodies of emails based on the behavior of your, of your customer. Okay. So you can actually feed this AI writing software, your customer's behavior, and it will actually write the most effective tested marketing copy. Yeah. Okay. So now, you're still going to need copywriters for long copy and things like that. This mm -hmm. is really good for, for headlines and, and body copy. And social. Because I tested the one that you sent me the other day for social, and it was the coolest mm -hmm. thing I've ever seen. You it did? made me feel like I was cheating at my job because like, I'm a social media manager. Like A big part of my job is literally writing captions. But right. I put in to this tool, I forget what it was called, but it was um, I put in the subject and then I put in the target demo and I clicked like generate and it gave me like 10 captions and they were really well worded and super like they just it wasn't it didn't feel like it was like made by a machine like it sounded so natural and clever and it had um, appropriate emojis in it and then I had the social media caption right there and I was literally shocked by it I was like this took me two minutes for a caption that maybe would have taken me 20 minutes to write manually efficiency yeah yeah it was crazy yeah and the, the 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 copy is is pretty good you might need to make some syntax changes here and there but, yeah. but generally it was it was very well written yeah so you can now and there's a number of of, of softwares out there market muse will also do it any here, any one the one that i tried was called any word yeah any that's word. the one i gave you right yeah okay, it was cool. so cool it was i was like shocked by it so here's another way um some brands are using AI. So in the case of Unilever, which I know you're, you know, you're thinking, well, I'm not Unilever, but this, any brand could do this. They um, actually sourced uh, AI data centers and there's, there's different companies that provide this big data and it's, it's huge data, you know, it's, it's big data sets. And they found out that um, there was, 50 songs in the public domain that included lyrics about ice cream for breakfast. So this set off a, a, a flurry of activity. One of Unilever's brands is uh, Ben & Jerry's. So they, now they have breakfast ice creams in the flavor of Fruit Loops and, uh, and Frozen Flakes. Wow. So they're, that's on the shelves. They're selling it now. And Dunkin' Donuts is now selling ice cream for breakfast in their really? coffee shops. Yep. Really? Yeah. Wait, so how did they use, how did the tool, the AI, tell them that that was like something that people were doing? Like were so, so AI and big data sets can synthesize insights from a whole bunch of different sources. Social listening, CRM, oh, okay. traditional marketing research, all these, all these sources. And they just put it in big data sets and they go, 
well, this is an outlier. This wasn't happening six months ago, but now we have people talking about ice cream for breakfast. Right. So it's a trend. Right. I right? see, it sounded a little bit like social listening because that's that's exactly what social listening does, but it's only social media chatter that they're kind of like sifting right. through. Right. So this is like everything, all encompassing, right. and then it completely guided their product decisions. Yeah, wow. exactly. Now you touched on something earlier. There's going to be some overlap here because Kate didn't peek at my topics and I didn't peek at hers, but she was talking about Amazon, and they've launched a personalization. And it's using big data sets and AI to, to track behaviors and to actually suggest um, items, products for you. Mm. Whether you're on Amazon Prime or you're on Amazon Channel. Oh, so they, so they are doing that. Yes. Like they're looking at what I'm watching on Prime, what I'm ordering. Right. What else does Amazon do? Don't They have Whole Foods too, right? So what I'm eating, maybe if I shop at Whole Foods. Oh, Amazon owns Amazon Whole owns Whole Foods. You can get so you know how like on know in, that. yeah oh yeah you can order Whole Foods groceries on Amazon, and it will come in like two hours. Yeah, it's called their Amazon Fresh, and now they even have Amazon Fresh grocery stores that they're putting up too. So Amazon's trying to get in like the food and beverage because it started with they they acquired Whole Foods like maybe two years ago. So I've done it before where I will order my you know week of groceries from Amazon and it comes a couple hours later. Or when you're in Whole Foods, if you ever shop in a Whole Foods and you scan your Amazon Prime number, you get your Prime pricing on it. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, so the, the exciting thing is, so so if you're, you're you know you're listening to this and you're saying, well, I'm not Ben and Jerry's, I'm not Unilever, I'm not Amazon. Um, just talk to your agency. They can source big data sets, and you can if it's things that happen to pertain to your you know, your product. And I'm sure you're doing that with Google. And I'm speaking to our audience now, Google Analytics, right? Mm-hmm. You're already using AI in the way you search keywords and you're seeing like what are the most popular phrases and terms. So there's a really cool story though out there. I thought this was just brilliant. Um, it's a company called Tomorrow Sleep. And I don't work with them, not my client, not our client, right? Mm-hmm. But um, they went in. They they launched in 2017. They didn't do any any uh, social media for a year. And it's a mattress company. It's a mattress company. Thank you. Yeah, that would be key. <laughs> I like tomorrow's sleep. What's my face? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. It sounds almost like an app. That's like a wellness. Yeah, it app. does. Okay. Yeah. But no, it's a it's a mattress company. So they're 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 doing you know compete competing, you know probably very hard. With Casper and some of mm-hmm. these other, well, there's Lowell, a no, Lowell, Lowell Ben. There's so many on the market, right? They send yeah. the they send the freaking box to your front door. Oh, yeah. You open it up and out pops this full length right. California King yeah. mattress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they used a a um, uh, AI powered content research intelligence and writing platform called. Market Muse, and I swear to God, we're going to start using this. Market Muse. Market Muse, and and so, um, so, so Market Muse identified related topics, you know, for their marketing, right? Mm-hmm. And so they needed to create content around these topics. So they took and analyzed the top twenty search results for each primary topic, and they they let 
they actually built a a grid. It's part of their it's part of their um, you know their their SaaS platform that gave them their top twenty search results and their top twenty um, categories. And within twelve months of launching this, they had using this system of AI powered data. Um, they leapfrogged over all their competitors. Were number one search in Google, and also they had they just dominated social media mm. with a very small team. Mm -hmm. Okay, and 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 their agency, you know. So this is something they went from here. Here's an example: their organic traffic increased from four thousand per month to four hundred thousand per month within a year. Wow, four thousand so a month traffic to their website, organic traffic to their website. Yeah. To 400,000 for the yeah. year. That's right. crazy. What's 400,000 divided by 12? <laughs> uh. Uh, 40, it would be, it would be like 36. So they, 000. yeah, so it was like five times more traffic pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So That's crazy. Super cool that some of the things you can do with, with AI, um, big data. Yeah. So, and they things. were just they were just like using AI to figure out what people were talking about and then they spit out the content and then tomorrow's sleep then took the content and put it everywhere that they possibly could. Everywhere they could. If you're not using AI right now, you're not using some of the software and the tools, start doing it. Get out there. Yeah. Get, there you go. You know, you're in the sixteen percent, right? Um, yeah. So you're in the, the minority. Yeah. I mean, even just like, I mean, I was like so impressed with the caption generator thing that I found. Like, I was like, what? Why does my job exist now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. You need somebody to push the buttons right, and pull I the know. levers. Schedule. Right. Um, <laughs> cool. Okay. okay, so AI is taking over in 2022. Is your brand fully protected? If you're a marketer or a business owner and have named your brand, registered your URL, or designed a logo but can't answer this question, check out episode six of Adapt and Thrive. With the interconnectedness of today's world, protecting your brand is more challenging but honestly more important now than ever. And Tom and I are here to make sure that you've covered all of your bases when it comes to protecting your brand in 2022. That's episode six of Adapt and Thrive. Enjoy. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Adapt and Thrive, a survival guide for the modern marketer. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe and drop a comment on what topics you'd like to hear in future episodes. Good luck out there, marketers. Until next time.